98 bands, juvenile flow. Girl, put me at the crib, moving out flow. You know I'm really with the shits, what you know, though. The block getting real hot, cool it down, whoa. Yeah, so I'm right here, what you wanna All right, bro. Hey, what's good? What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the podcast, my guy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, nah, great to have you today. Uh, glad we got this audio situation figured out. I feel like this is a ritual on the on the podcast where people have to go through audio issues to first make it to the podcast. So, <laughs> Like, you can learn <laughs> Anchor and it's like complicated ways and you're in, you know, you join the club. You're worthy of the podcast. So through Anchor, now you know how to make your own podcast. More or less, this is what you do, and that's it. Bam. I, I mean, I've heard of Ranker in, like, the past. I remember when I was doing, like, my first podcast, No Comment. I didn't know about Anchor back then. All I – what did I use? I used SoundCloud as my hosting service. Like, there's, like, a podcast hosting website, and I think, like, SoundCloud was one of them. So what I would do is I would post it to SoundCloud. I would just use, like, my iPhone or something like that. Or I used, um, oh, no, no, no. So, okay. I, I had a radio station in Rutgers, Newark. And they had the equipment. They had the microphone. And I would use their microphone to, you know, record the podcast. I would get the MP3 file. And I'll post that to SoundCloud. And then it would go straight to Spotify and Apple Music. So when one of my friends was creating his own podcast, he was like, yo, I want you on. Uh, just download this app called Anchor. And I was like, I was like what the hell is Anchor? And then he like introduced it to me and then we, we shot, we, we recorded a whole podcast through our phone for like an hour. And I was like, I was like, are we good? Uh, like, is it done? And he's like, yeah, bro, done. Podcast is over. Like, I'm going to just post this shit tomorrow. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so cool. Yeah. That was yeah. back in like 2017 too, you know? Yeah. It, Anchor, I think came out shortly after Sound, uh, SoundCloud, but it wasn't really like, I guess, really popularized just because um, a lot of other platforms kind of used it. But the one beautiful part about Anchor is like, I don't even know this, but I, I like, I don't even know like how it uploads fully, but it will mass upload to multiple sites uh, like Apple, Spotify, and then like six, seven, six to seven other random sites. Nice. And it also helps you create a virtual account on all those sites on its own. So the second you post a podcast, eight, eight of those sites have like your content, um, which I really like because then at that point I don't have to market. Mm-hmm. So it's marketing three six platforms for me without me touching a finger so i think in a way it's like automation to the Got title it. that is pretty cool and it's and it's free too like anchor is free yeah i don't know if soundcloud still is but i remember i was there in like the, the early days when i was in high school and soundcloud was around and people would rap over the beats and all this stuff yeah i don't remember that piff but that was like oh, my... of course i remember that piff bro that was like home of like little wayne bro like he took oh. over that piff from like 2008 yeah 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 yeah. 2005 to like oh you know logic's mixtape eminem yeah like... logic's mixtape yep yeah it was a hip hub kind of thing so um, yeah 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 but enough about uh rappers let's get back to you about real estate and who yeah. you are so uh yeah just feel free to introduce yourself or i can do it too doesn't matter no, absolutely. I mean, uh, my name is Akil. I'm from Jersey. I'm a realtor. I'm a podcaster. I'm a uh, like a content creator, whatever you want to call it. I'm just just this guy that has always loved to make content and use it as a way to showcase me being in front of a camera for video. Uh, and that's what I really love. And I was able to get into doing real estate here in Jersey and utilizing that as well. 
Not to mention, you also had your own uh, YouTube cha- YouTube videos, such as Akil Nova. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I saw some of it. It's some great work. I like the whole uh, detox phase you went through with uh, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, your passions are music, working out, med- meditation, YouTube videos, editing YouTube videos, podcasting, motivational speaking, and especially real estate. So. Yep. I, I really appreciate that. Also, like your energy is one of those things that kind of gravitated me towards acquiring you for this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Definitely appreciate big energy, big vibes. You know how it is. Um, so is there, uh, w- with you, what what is like the main, your origin of like how Akil came to be aside from just, like how did you uh, have interest in real estate? Like how was that transition? Because originally you started off with YouTube videos. Um, you had... I think 1. 1,022 subscribers. So, like, how did you, uh, like, were like, okay, forget YouTube. Let me go to, like, real estate. Like, how did that transition happen? Yeah, I mean, uh, 2000, like, in 2019, I was working this job in the city called, Mar- it was an insurance company called Marsha McLennan. And I was working there. I was, you know, 9 to 5, full-time, doing, like, data entry stuff. and uh, And I was dating this girl at the time. And I remember this girl was, like, so this was a period where I was making, I was making about like 3,400 a month. Right. And I would blow all that money. Like every two weeks I was making 1700 something, right. 17 something. And by the end of those two weeks, I'd be flat broke. Like I wouldn't have anything. Cause I would always be just spending money. Like, cause I was like, Oh, I got money now. Like I'm going to buy stuff. I'm going to buy like every time best. And this was in the city too. So best buy was down the street. All these bars were down the street. I would, I would find any and every excuse to go buy a drink with friends, just blow money right and uh, i remember this girl was very frugal like she didn't come from money so she learned a lot about saving money and you know using coupons and like just living very frugally so i remember one day i went to best buy and i was like i was uh i just got paid so i was like yo i'm trying to find some shit to buy so <laughs> i went and i found like this charging case for, my, for the iphone i didn't like my case for some reason i was like yeah i'm bored i might just buy some shit and i was on facetime with her and she was like she was like how much is that case and I was like, oh, it's like 120 bucks. And she was like, she was like, you better not fucking buy that shit. And I was like, nah, it's just like 120, whatever. So I took it to the the cash, the cashier lady. And then this girl that I was dating for like four months was like screaming at me over FaceTime. And then she was screaming at me so bad to not buy this and be and being so irresponsible with my money that the cashier lady looked at me and she was like, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know if I should be selling you this. Like, I might get my ass kicked. And I was like, I was like, oh shit. So I walked away from that. I broke up with the girl like a week later over some other different reasons, but it stuck with me to save money. So all of 20, like 2020 hit me and that girl broke up like end of December, like, end like latter stages of December and 2020 hit January up to like January up to like September. I saved like 20 grand, like something crazy, like an ridiculous amount of money, like just frugal living at home. I paid for the bills or whatever I could, but I saved up. And I was like, I'm going to get into real estate investing. And I was like, I was like, let me look up like multifamily. I started reading like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I started reading these books from Bigger Pockets. And I was like, oh, like you could live for free in a house. Like you could house hack. Like what the hell is house hacking? Let me try to do that. But I didn't realize that the second I wanted to do that, it was already deep into 2020 where the housing market was just so out of, you know, just out of whack, like how it is right now. And I started reading books and I got into real estate a lot. And I really wanted to buy. I lost out on a lot of offers. And then I met, oh, I was telling my friend, my cousin, I was like, hey, 
I'm thinking about maybe selling houses because I love looking at houses. Why not just sell them? And then at that same time, my cousin was like, oh, I know, you know, one of my really good friends, Neeraj, like, you just started a team. You might be able to hit him up and uh, he might be able to help you out. So I hit Neeraj up. I saw him like probably like a week later. I sat down with him. I'm like, yo, I want to start, bro. Like, I want to I want to sell houses. And he was like, let's do it. And then like, I th- and then I started studying for the exam. And then about like two months later in August, I joined as a real estate agent. I never looked back after that. It's only been a year though. <laughs> yeah, it's been a year, but it, it seems like you're very passionate about it and you're very intertwined and you're kind of like emotionally, almost like emotionally or obsessively attached to this profession. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's what you need, right? That's what uh, like separates the people who are half-assing this versus people who aren't. So I think like that being said, like you you're kind of like in this point now where you're really focusing, you're zoning in. Do you have any other plans for your next few steps or in your next moves per se? Like, is it just going to be like looking into real estate or is it going to be investments? Are you trying to um, uh, take this in a step further? Maybe you have like a podcast, like bigger pockets, like real estate kind of thing. Like what, what are, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, you could take this a lot of different verticals, but it's also great to just see like, you know, you learn from that girl, Learn from Neeraj. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you could maybe be the next person that makes his own team, right? So absolutely. You know, there's just so many verticals you could take this, and I'm excited for you, bro. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, man, as for next steps, is a good question. I mean, uh, you know, I just started a podcast, Our Hustle, and it wasn't necessarily supposed to be only focused on real estate, but it was just to bring entrepreneurs on to talk about their hustle, their journey for an hour, and. I thought, okay, like I'm going to definitely have a lot of realtor friends on there to talk about real estate, but I didn't think about an only podcast dedicated to real estate. I think next steps would be really, I just joined a new team. So to learn as much as I can with that and see how much I could grow in there and try to learn, you know, different strategies and techniques on, or handling objections on talking to clients and helping them. I'm trying to get away from looking at real estate in this career as a sprint. Cause it's not a sprint. It's a marathon at the end of the day. Right. You know, right. you, you want to get that paycheck. I'm, I really do understand the, the aspect of, look, you want to get that paycheck. You want to help somebody get into a, a million dollar home. But if you do that in like a deceiving way, or you do that for the sole purpose of a check, you'll get that check, but you're not going to get the loyalty ever again. You'll get one customer that gave you a $10,000 check, but you'll never get a referral. You'll never get a friend out of it. You'll never get, you'll never get anything, you know? And right. The two to three, like I've closed on four to five homes now in the year and two of them, like I became really cool with them, like, or three of them really. Yeah. Like the other, like a couple of investors, but I always build such a relation, like such a deep relationship with these people. One of them became like a really good friend that I hang out with on the regular outside of buying him a house, you know? And then one is this investor that I check up on every week and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like, let's go get tea. Let's go get coffee, etc. You know, you I'm really looking at it in a way where it's like, it's not just a job, it's a career for the for the future. And it's, it's, it's also a really cool way to meet people and connect with people and build long lasting relationships. No, no. And that's great. Because uh, it goes into my next, it probably is in my next questions. Like, when you I, I see like, you kind of like take photos of these houses and stuff. And um, I guess in a way, like as you're going to house to house, you're networking and you're outreaching. Um, it must be exciting to kind of not only like show the house to people, but also, you know, network and get those contacts under your portfolio. Right. 
Um, you never know who the next big person is that might need help in the real estate market. Uh, personally with me, I bought a two, a, a two family house, a unit upstairs and downstairs Nice. around, in, around Harrison, New Jersey. Nice. Um, yeah. So it was like brand new bill. It was, uh, it was one of the brand new houses that was being built. Uh, I actually went in partnership with uh, a family, a re- relative uh, of mine. And um, I, you know, we've been profitable ever since for a year and a half. Um, I'd have to pay for anything because, you know, the builder covers you under one year contract. So right. just, itself, you know, I just, just investment itself and uh, getting into that hustle and just understanding real estate. Cause I'm an IT guy. I am completely about automation cloud. Nice. You come to my place, you see IT, you see PS five, you see Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> flash athletic person. But um, I love to dip my hand in my waters in the things I don't have. And the people who are smarter than me in that subject, like you, I would love to leverage you in the sense of mentoring others, right? Like I think uh, having just connections, strong connections, and you don't know anything about each other forges a better friendship and uh, grasp that I I personally feel that it's always benefited me, you know? And I always have the edge on someone else because um, I don't have to know much. I have somebody else doing it for me and vice versa, right? If it comes to podcasts or if it comes to anything in IT and automation, I can tell you what's bullshit and what's yeah. not bullshit, right? That's really cool, yeah. Yeah, so like I've learned a couple things about LLCs recently and all these different flips that are going on, how the market's going in the stagnant market in the real estate industry. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, I always have wondered about. Now, do you have – an are you trying to plan for investments in real estate or is it just kind of like um as of now just is it just kind of like just you're focusing on the career part of it mainly because you know you're only a one year in right so you're kind of relatively new in the business absolutely yeah i mean i'm I'm a year in but uh obviously the future is to own property so that i could build passive income uh as of right now majority of my time is put into not only just like selling real estate and building clientele and understanding the business but also starting up a business like I'm understanding that, yes, you could work a nine to five and you could do, you know, you could make some money and then save it all up and put it into investments uh, like, you know, stocks and mutual funds and real estate, crypto, whatever it may be. But I'm also understanding that uh, a really good friend of mine, this business owner, he was just kind of like, he was like, look, you should start a business because at the end of the day, your business is the tree trunk and then all the branches of the tree are your investments. Let your business build the money. And then use that money to aggressively invest in investments that, you know, will give you passive income. And I thought about that and I was like, you know what? That's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. I could start a business that I really do love and I'm passionate about. And I was thinking about doing that with this media company I was look- or podcast studio slash media company I was looking to start. And I was hoping to use that as a way to get into the world of business, of running a business, knowing what that's like, and then using that money as, as a way to uh, invest in different fields. Yeah. No, and I think that's an amazing idea. It, it could be like a hub almost where influencers can meet or podcasters can meet. Yeah, absolutely. And we can kind of get to know each other and then you can host events and then collaborations happen. And under that foundation is your, you know, your studio. Right. So I think it's such a brilliant idea. And I think I, I'm surprised that nobody else has thought of this, right? Yeah. So like one of those episodes from Shark Tank where like the guy thinks of something, you're like, yep, he's got the deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ten percent stake or something. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I feel I feel like I'm I'm pretty sure like a ton of people have the money to build out a podcast studio, and there's nothing that's like different from mine than everybody else's. It's really just 
it's really just I have passion behind it and I want to focus I want to jump into something that I, I am truly passionate about but that also makes money right because at the end of the day look you could go after your passion but if it doesn't make you money then it's really you know I, I would always want you to pursue it but try to also find something that could make you some pocket money at the at the same time you know especially if you're going to be surviving off of your passion it's no. cute to say and and this is really hard for me to understand is that it's cute and it's sexy to say that you're chasing your passions and your dreams and stuff like that, but at least somewhat make that passion profitable in a way, especially if you're going to be relying on this passion as a career, as a long-term career. We're coming back from break, just for the segue. Yeah. Um, but uh, just for an icebreaker, what are your top your top three favorite movies? Top three favorite movies? Well, yeah. uh, I do love The Dark Knight. Okay. Uh, that's a classic. Like, when I think of Batman, I do think yeah. of... Christian Bale as Batman. Okay. Um, I do, I did see the recent Batman. I really liked that one. It was like dark. It was gloomy. It was depressing. And mm. I got to watch it again to appreciate it. That's that's how I am with movies. I got to watch them a couple times to really like understand and appreciate them. Dark Knight, uh, that's the second one. The second out of the trilogy. That's my favorite. Wolf of Wall Street is a movie that I love like dearly. Like I'll watch that movie a thousand times even though it's three hours long. Uh <laughs> I love Hitch, bro. I'm like, I do love that romantic comedy by uh, by Will Smith and what's her name? I forgot what her name was. Damn it, whatever, whatever her name is. Yeah, I I can't think of anything. But Eva Mendez, Eva Mendez, I think. Oh, Mendez, okay, okay. Gotcha. Eva Mendez, yeah, yeah. I love I love that movie. I don't know why I love Hitch so much, but I feel like every person should always have like a, a rom com that they really enjoy. It's like my guilty pleasure. Absolutely. For me, it's a little more lewd. <laughs> I would say it's No Strings Attached as my rom-com pleasure. Okay, there you go. No strings <laughs> then, attached. I have, uh, then I have, uh, for me, I would say... Is that kind of like Wall Friends with Benefits with like Justin Timberlake and uh, Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis or, yeah, Mila Kunis, yeah. That's yeah. Good. All right, I think Natalie Portman. I'm not fully sure. But there's No Strings Attached. Um, and then I like uh, What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas. Uh, okay. With uh, Jerry Butler, Jay Butler. You know? Okay. And... Uh, I think I forgot her name. Uh, uh, no, it was, it was called The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth by Jay Butler? No, no, no. I'll look it up. I forget. I forget. It was one of my old old things. Oh, Ger- Gerard Butler and Catherine Higgs. Higgle. This is this is what? No Strings Attached? No, no. It's something similar to No Strings Attached. Uh, I see. Gerard Butler and Catherine Higgle. And then No Strings Attached is with Justin Timberlake and... Uh, the girl you said um, right now. So it's those two. And then I would say my third favorite movie is Avatar. You know, like not oh, the, the blue one, the blue people avatar. The blue people. Yeah. That's right? a cl- Yo, that is a crazy ass movie. Movies of all time, bro. That's a crazy ass movie. But you're really I, into anime too, though. I am an anime. I'm an like, anime. We talked about Bleach over the phone and Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you still regularly watch those shows? Are they still even like playing right now? No, yeah, yeah. Some of them are. I mean, Bleach is coming back after like a five-year hiatus. No um, way. Yeah, so it took like a five or six-year hiatus, and like we were talking about like how the villain wasn't right in this in this new Bleach. Not, not. I'm not trying to be a spoiler here, but Ichigo has uh, a secret that he has to tell everyone. Um, something that Aizen almost stopped his dad from saying. Um, but I don't want to ruin it for other people. Um, Ichigo's so dad. Who the hell is Ichigo's dad? Oh, wait. What was Ichigo's dad again? Like, what was he was like important? He was like a Shinigami, but he was like a human Shinigami. But remember how they, when they were fighting Eisen in the final battle, 
uh, Eisen was about to bring up his mom, and then his dad's like, nah, 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 like, let's not talk about this. Okay. Intervened. Um, the reason talked about is because Ichigo has a bloodline that goes way beyond Shinigami and Hollow. Okay. Um, but you have to tune in to find out because unfortunately I read the anime, so I'm already caught up with everything. Oh, you read the manga? Yeah. Oh. I, I read the manga pretty hard, bro. Like I am. Wait, but it, how do you go from watching the show to reading the manga though? I feel like it would make sense for a lot of people to go backwards. Like if you read it and then you watch it, you're like, okay, watching it is far better though. No. Yeah, but since the show went on hiatus and the manga came out five years ago, it's easier to just go manga because some shows don't make it back out to production or video animation so it takes forever for the audience or the learner like same to attack on titan attack on titan i don't know if you follow it but it's basically a bunch of army of titans that like eat humanoids or whatever and it's just a bunch of people that have been in refuge because of these huge huge giant monsters giants yeah giants but they look like freaks like they have distorted faces and shit yeah so like they like eat people they eat the main character's mother whatever so, Yo, that was the first episode they did that too. That was crazy. It was so vulgar, bro. I it was, was so messed up. Holy shit! How can you do this? this how can you do this? And this is like your opener, so it got me instantly like reeled in, hooked, and I just took it, took it home. And then you know, again, two years hiatus for that, them to come back out with the newest season, and you know, a, a lot of people nowadays manga is such a popular thing. Even if you go Barnes and Nobles, you're gonna see a section for it. Yeah, um, of course. So, um. The manga's there as well. And, uh, you know, it's just... Anime is just one of those things where I've personally felt kind of like there's unlimited potential. And not to mention, I am a big star guy, Star Trekky. So, uh, okay. used with that, I kind of have, like, my creative side come out. Um, mainly because anime gives you that ability of powers and superheroes. And yep. Shit. And then the star stuff kind of lets you dream outside of your planet, right? So That is pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so that's my um world kind of it's like Um, super creative as well like just those two worlds put together is like ultra creative ultra creative and on top of that i'm huge in fitness as well that's why this uh concoction of the healthy eating podcast was created because i know a lot of people have mental health issues and i kind of want to dive into that too because as a realtor you we talk a lot about investments we talk a lot about like you know there's money involved but we never talk about the struggles and if you want to be vulnerable you can open up if not all good dude um (laughs) <laughs> but uh no nah, I, I don't want to force anyone to be vulnerable but thing is like you know it's like there, there's always like a downside to things and not everyone i guess on instagram you kind of take a hiatus doesn't show their real side let's be real everyone posts their achievements but nobody posts like you know their their failures or the hardships especially the hardships right so how would you say like your some of your hardships were i guess when picking some of this stuff up did you have any setbacks in life or anything like that or um yeah i mean i i feel like uh yeah with real estate mental health is definitely a big thing being an agent because for anybody that hasn't ever worked solely on commission like making that switch over from uncertain uh, certainty to uncertainty where now you have to work to get money right you're 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 not seeing a paycheck all the time i haven't seen a paycheck in like two months and this is probably like the longest i've ever gone without a paycheck and it gets it gets really hard, man. It really breaks you down as a person. And but it's it's it breaks you down as a person to test you. Like, do you have the grit and the resilience to say, okay, like this is it's just the bottom of the roller coaster. Like this career is literally a roller coaster. You could either work in setting systems and 
and streamlining your system to to constantly go up on a roller coaster, or you could you could just wing it and then you're constantly up and down like on this constant uh this whirlwind event. And um, I say that mental health is definitely tied into being an agent because when you're not making money all the time and you're having to dip into savings, the biggest thing is having to think like, oh, should I go back to a nine to five? Did I make a mistake in doing this entrepreneur life? And I'm sure any entrepreneur would feel that, right? Um, especially when they're going through the bad part of being an entrepreneur. Um, but no, I have like no shame. I go to therapy, man. I get I go to therapy once a week. You know, it's amazing. Oh, me too. Yeah, best fucking decision of my life. I think everybody should go to therapy the same way everybody should be eating vegetables. Like, for real. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a quote from my friend, uh, Chris. Like, he said that genius shit. And uh, a lot of things, man. Like, I think uh, what therapy helps you understand is that you don't know everything. And therapy therapists have the ability to ask the right questions to make you think about it. And then I think it's that knowledge and that self-awareness is what helps you grow ultimately. You know, when you're going through, when you're trekking through life and you just don't know why you do certain things or you don't know why you are a certain way, but then the therapist helps you understand that, it helps you maneuver through life in a lot, in a, in a much better way. That's when meditation got introduced to my life. That's when, uh, like, writing it, like, there was this book that I read called The Miracle Morning, where it's all premise around this one acronym it's called savers and my realtor friend really good friend Ahmad showed me this book but it, it, it the acronym is silence affirmations visualization exercise reading and then scribe scribe and journaling so every morning I wake up and immediately tired or not I sit on the couch literally this couch right here and you know i'll open the blinds up whatever and then for 15 minutes i just sit and meditate and some of that meditation could go into praying some of that meditating meditation could go into you know just being grateful and just naming it all out and then you know go in the shower positive affirmations out loud and then ever since then i wrote in this journal every single day like wow. visualization and then uh scribe like scribing yeah, just journaling, like just writing your thoughts you know um a lot of information and then it creates like a pattern. Like you'll start reading shit and you'll start being like, oh, why was I like, why did I do this? Like if you have addictions, at least, you know, when you have a trigger or you go back to that addiction for a day, you're kind of like, why did I do that? And then you start looking in your journal and you're like, oh, it was because I was this, you know, I was bored. I was lonely. I was angry. I was stressed out. And then that's why I went back to the addiction, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Mental health is a big thing. Oh happy that you're doing this podcast that surrounds around that topic and you're not the only one we've had other guests on here that felt vulnerable too like dude there's like 50th podcast or something like that but uh other people have shared a lot of stories and i'm telling you like a lot of people have therapists a lot of people have um just so many problems in their life that they don't want to bring to light but if, if it's like a one-on-one -on -one with me or if it's like on the podcast they're willing to share because someone will listen to them someone will try to understand their struggles it's not just about the money or it's not just about being better and being consistent but there's always everybody has kind of like that 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 thing like everybody has like a bender almost right it doesn't have to be like drinking or smoking weed or what the fuck do you want to do but it has it can be can it can be like literally like you said it can be like spending right right and like a shit ton of money and it sucks because like you know what you're doing is wrong but at the same time you're trying to like let some kind of thing like fill that void that you feel inside and then just release it outside in the world so I guess like in a sense, like it's almost like you're kind of coming back from that, from the therapist and all that shit. And I, I had one too. Um, recently I got off one just because 
I've been feeling way better, but I still practice everything and I still meditate every morning. Uh, maybe I'll go back to the, that person. Uh, you know, they, they're always there for me. But they told me to take like a break just because I was in a very good place. Nice. So I'm sharing here as well. But, you know, they would ask hard questions, man. Like sometimes I'd be like, oh, like figure this out or like go talk to this person that's bothering you or say this to this person. And like, I feel like it was like one of the hardest advice I had to do because sometimes that my therapist would tell me to tell my friends, my close friends, like, yo, you're wrong. Right. And I was always scared of that judgment. Right. Because when someone's smarter than you, you always compare yourself it, it, to you. They're smarter, but to your friends, you're not, you're the equal. So like my right. very good at reciprocation, but are taking like the feedback. But in my mind, I made all these scenarios of, yo, this person's so much smarter than me or this person will flip out and like try to like attack me. But then that never happened. And even if it does, like your therapist will tell you too, like there are certain things that you can control or cope with even when you have a sale, right. Or when you don't have, um, I'm sure you have other realtors that can tell you their stories, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, man, with the, with therapy and the mental health, the most important thing I understood from therapy is always to, or any shame or guilt that you have in your life is, can be turned into pain, you know, like shame, pain, guilt, you know, that's premise of like, addictions where they start from etc and right you said like addictions don't have to be like smoking drinking weed and stuff it could be sex yeah. porn workaholism like uh, all these things anything that you do excessively that could negatively impact your life and i remember uh when i wanted to i needed to find a safe person to talk to because i felt like that was like the breakthrough i needed when you talk to one person that accepts you for who you are that yeah. and then you talk to more people that accept you that's when it starts to break down this ideology, the ideology that we have that, oh, like, I can't tell anybody like about this, then I'm going to get judged, I'm going to be shamed, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be ridiculed. And that's what stops you and it makes you, you know, go behind your own back or other people's back to do whatever it is that you're not proud of, right? So um, when I told my sister, like my sister's five years younger, when I told her, like, that's my best friend in the whole world. When I told her, like some of my uh, like things that I wasn't okay with in my life that I wanted to fix. She was like, Hey man, like I get it. Like you could always talk to me like, you know, okay. Yeah. Tell me more. And then she was so accepting of it. That helped me accept myself. And it's, it also helped me be okay with telling people like, Hey, this is who I am. Like, this is, you know, what I'm like, or this is what I'm dealing with, you know, et cetera, whatever it may be. And, and to, to your point, I think like not only like, you know, like my dad's also in the sales field as well in the sales industry. And he's like a really, he's successful. He's, he's at a senior level. He's, you know, ha doing his thing. Very, very successful guy. But he's told me, he's like, there's times where he had to sleep in a car to like, you know, do drive across the country for a sale or whatever. Right. And that was the hustle mentality. But he said, if it was about his mental health, like, you know, man, no one would have understood, but. To this day, I still think he needs therapy too. Like, you know, like everyone needs it. I mean, he's very strong. He came out swinging, but, um, you know, just like maybe if I was in issues, I wouldn't have made it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, especially our generation too, because we, we deal with a lot of fast paced shit. We have to keep posting content, posting, um, you know, just sell ourselves constantly. That's what I think. Um, I think what, what really helped for me in terms of getting out of my own head uh, and just like, my my ultimate goal at this point, and I and I know this is my ultimate goal because I always write it down every single morning when I like you know do the journaling thing, is uh 
it's just happiness. Like, I just want to find happiness, right? Like, yes, a normal human being will go through bouts of like sadness, depression. It's all normal to go through those things, by the way. Like, you you don't know what happiness is if you don't go through a little bit of sadness. Like, it's normal to have that. But my ultimate goal is really just to be grateful, you know, connect with people, like friends, like yourself, like new people, create friendships, long-term friendships, uh, long-term bonding experiences, connections with family, etc., and um, and also just like just be happy. And being happy could mean an array of things. It could be chasing after your passions. It could be chasing after your dreams. It could be, you know, eating the ice cream like that you really love. It could be working out. It could be traveling. It, anything, whatever it is, just do it. Because at the end of the day, man, you only have one life. That's the way I have that mindset all the time. Is is why I, I I go so hard on the things that I do. Is because I literally have one life. I don't know how depressing i could make it i'm trying to make it in a very light term but it's like bro we're all gonna die eventually and i hate to say it like that you but a more positive way is you only have one life so how are you gonna live it you know because when it's done it's done so you could leave a legacy here and make a name for yourself so you live on forever or if you don't care about that at least make the time that you have now doing the things that you love and don't look back and don't regret and also just build those deeper relationships with the people that you truly love and love you back no, and, and that actually resonates with me, too, because the whole dying thing you said, like, I always think about it, bro. Like, I'm just like, damn, like, what if I don't go down as the next Logan Paul or whatever, right? Because I also want my content to be kind of uh, moving to other people. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be like Jay Shetty or Logan Paul, but also I feel since I was a little kid, I always felt like they had, I, I wanted to impact the world. I want to make a dent in the universe, right? Or a dent in the, in, in, on earth. And like your story kind of moves me because, uh, I always feel like, yeah, man, I'm like 29 already. Like I'm going to die tomorrow. Right. Or what if I die? But I think it's about finding your group, finding people who have the same mentality as you and me. And it's just kind of like, you have to speak to them. I, and you know, sometimes it's about being vulnerable because not everyone can kind of give you this advice. Cause you know, they may ridicule you. They may think like, you're like, uh, you, you know, they may just not be accepting of it in the moment. Cause they're, everything's going on in their life or they're just projecting insecurities on you. Right. Right. There's a lot of people do that. Um, but, you know, another icebreaker for you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Icebreakers are insane, bro. But if there's a zombie apocalypse, who's your squad and why? Who's my squad and why? Yeah, I know your sister's definitely in there, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> your my sister, uh, yeah, she would be pretty tactful. Like, she would tell me, like, like I'm like, uh, I, I think I had this question. I don't know who asked it, but it was, like, some question where it was, like, I if there was a zombie apocalypse, would you fight or run? And I was like, fuck that. I'm running. Like, have you seen The Walking Dead? Like, those motherfuckers never die. Like, they always come back, bro. Like, you can shoot them in the head, burn them. It doesn't matter. They show up. There's so, like I'm not fighting. Kind of, you know? There's a zombie out there, so. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, damn, bro. That's a good question. I don't know who my squad would be. I would definitely bring in some of my best friends in the world. Like, you know, yeah, definitely my sister, my 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 mom, my dad. And then my best friend, Shady. I'll get my boy Cephas because... He's really smart. He he's like a no bullshit meter type of person. Like, if oh. I told him something like, if I told him something like, um, I don't know. Like, he's he's very he, he's not only just smart, but he's also he has like a lot of common sense, which I fucking lack sometimes. Like, I'll 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 say some stupid shit like, hey, we should go, we should go in here, and he'll be like, bro, that's stupid as fuck. Like, why would we do that? Like, we should go here into like a supermarket and lock the supermarket so we could have food all the time. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not a good idea to go into a club. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're he's like, there to always say, like, no. 
yeah. So I think about that a lot, and I'm just like, uh, I would definitely have him. Uh, there's a there's a there's a handful of people. I I would definitely want some engineer with me because then they could build shit or at least know what to do. I would have like an IT guy who's smart, uh, well calculated, analytical. He could hack a few computers. Maybe he'll fucking help me with that. You know. You know, somebody, bro. If, if I'm alive for that, because I'm kind of IT, I will call I'll podcast a zombie. Hopefully, they understand and open up about their mental health. And you know, yeah, I'd be like, bro, what are you going through? Like, were you not happy <laughs> in your past life? <laughs> All you hear is like, Ugh. yeah. Be like, bro, I understand you, dog. Like, shit, I was where you were one time too. <laughs> you know, you gotta talk to him. I think everybody just needs to be talked to a little bit, just understanding, compassion. You know, but you mentioned Jay Shetty and Logan Paul. Like, Jay Shetty's big, man. He's uh. I don't know why a lot of people, when I ever tell people like, oh, I'm doing a podcast, I do YouTube videos, they're like, oh, you trying to be like Jay Shetty? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's there's other inspirations that people have. Like, I'd love to know who your inspirations are. Yo, yeah, uh, that's a great question to the, I guess, me. Um, I would say my inspirations are mostly, I would say, Rocky Balboa, like just the movie itself, just because nice. of the, the grind and stuff. The second would be James Franco. I really, really like James Franco as an actor. He, aside from his personal bullshit, I liked his grind and his hustle. He actually took, he he had like a, a credible movie. I forgot what movie it was, but it was just like a very credible movie. And he took a flight back home to read a book and he finished 64 credits in a month in college. Damn. So I, I, I really liked his grind and his hustle. And I, I would just say like, uh, my, my third would be like, maybe like Joe Rogan or understanding uh, a little bit more about, uh, personal stuff i would just say like uh i would say like my grandma she's not around anymore but it was like the stories that came up around with her and just the hustle she went through when you think of her shit it's like all right other people's struggles like they're bad but you know just nah, like yeah you're like an immigrant story we can't deal with that shit dude i'm telling you <laughs> we'll, we'll bullshit a lot in our lives but i'm telling you anybody goes through the immigrant shit i feel, and she was a widow for like what 40 years Oh, man. Yeah. So she, like, when I say she went through shit, hell and back, she went through hell and back. Yeah. Bro, like, that's the shit, like, I felt like was strong. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like someone, everyone give you advice. Like, there's always, always Logan Paul, right? But then when, you know, someone that actually went through that and lost someone and, like, is still kicking to this day, passed away, like, 90 or some shit, like, that's when you know when someone's a goat versus someone's not a goat, right? Yeah, yeah. That's to me was like more moving than anything. So I think to this day I try to like bring out the best in people, and I also try to like listen from your stories too, right? Because, bro, like you said, like we don't have time, in, we don't have that much time, but it's good to also enjoy the little things. And I think right now we all have money, right? Like we we make money. Um, you have the ability to make money, right? Or 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 a lot of money. But I think it's about that fine line of staying humble and having the right connections, right? Because there's a lot of fake people out there, bro. So, you know, you just have to, like, go with the right people and hopefully they, they have your back, right? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, things like money and such, like, I, I guess that's what I meant when I was saying that I'm trying to find happiness. It's more so I'm, I'm really just trying to find – it is that. It's like it, I want to find intangible, valuable, intangible, valuable – assets in my life like you know uh things like meditation or connecting with people or uh doing the things that i love you know feeling a feeling a purpose and a mission and uh being able to look back at my life at 80 or 85 and being like yo i did everything i 
I did everything that I told myself I wanted to do. You know, I, I had a bucket list of all these things I wanted to accomplish for myself and do. And I was able to do that. You know, now I could look back at this life and be like, I was happy. I never want to look. I, that's my whole thing. I never want to look back at my life and be like, damn, like I should have done that. I should have done that. Like, fuck that. Like, literally, life is so short and it's it's finite. It's one, you know, literally one. I don't have time for that shit. And I was actually thinking about writing a book on this whole topic um, and titling, titling it One Life, How Are You Living It? Wow. And um, and I'm, I actually just hit up my friend who owns like some program that let like helps you write ebooks really well. So he sent me the link. I'm about to start that shit uh, soon. But the whole premise of the book was really I just wanted to write something that I would I would want to read daily. You know, like I needed a daily reminder for myself when I'm having those bad days, when I'm feeling unmotivated, when I feel like shit, I could pick up this book. It's a chapter. It, it's a page, a chapter, you know, and then just read it and be like, all right, I'm back. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You need yeah. you need you need something or someone to hold you accountable almost. Right. And, I, I, and I've been doing that for myself lately. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's another thing, too. Like, don't expect people to like, don't ex don't rely on people for anything. And that's not and I'm not saying that in a cynical way. I'm just saying it for yourself. It's like you you have yourself like I'm not looking towards anybody to improve my mental health. I talk to myself. You know what I mean? I yeah. do. I do meditation, deep breathing. And whenever I'm like to, you know, if I'm having a bad mood. I'll deep breathe, you know, just sit there 10 minutes and just, or I'll talk to myself. I'll be like, what's going on? Or I write it down. These are all helping. This is literally self-help, self-care, you know, because if you start relying on other people to care for you or help you and those people are not around or they're busy, now you're depending your entire life or livelihood on these people. You're, you're depending your entire mood and, and, and emotion and lifestyle on these people. So but the only person that has your back at the end of the day, 24-7, unanimous, 365 days a year is yourself. Yeah, that's a very, very powerful thing to say. And on top of that, I've heard this. I've heard that all, all the time. Like, you know, it's 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 more about you coping, you making coping mechanisms and creating your own self thing. Because think about it, like when you also have a family or kids or even like other responsibilities in the world that you kind of have to take care of and you're in this situation, you know, you won't, you might not have the ability to have a therapist. You might not have the ability to kind of fall back on your friends. friends yeah. Married or they also move on with their lives or they move away. Right. They move to California and you're in Jersey, for example, that happened to me. Right. Like I had two friends who want to pursue a dream. They're in Jersey. I mean, Cali doing a startup stuff. Nice. Talk every day, but the conversations have derailed because, you know, they have to do their thing and I have to do my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but by no means, yeah. And, like, I think it's good to help yourself rather than go out and binge on a lot of things. Uh, especially just even, you know, giving yourself a break from being a realtor sometimes. You know, you have to, like, step back a little bit and be like, maybe let me go to Mexico a little bit, you know, get it to yeah. get my bachata on and just start going ham. But, um, yeah, dude, I think it's good advice. And I definitely look forward to your ebook. If you can send me a copy of it when it's done. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I would love it. I would, I would read it too, dude. I, leave, I read so many books. I'm reading this about customer care called raving fans uh my vp kind of uh gave me this book he sees that i could be like a manager or something nice but maybe a senior version of that whatever the hell you call it but um you know i just try to be like the most excellent version of myself and i've had setbacks too you know um just in general and i've seen uh just countless things like when i see people 
uh, try to one up each other in this corporate culture. I try to like think about customer excellence. That's all I do. Cause then, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lose myself in that. Cause I can be cutthroat too, just of the, the verbiage, but right. you like want to be hundred percent with yourself so you can have those good connections. You don't want to break bridges. Right. Um, so I try to focus on that as well. Like you do. So absolutely. Absolutely. It's very important, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, dude. And yo, we should do a second episode if you're here, you know, we're hitting 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, <laughs> dude. I'm so down. I mean, the whole premise of healthy Indian podcast was what was it mental health or what was it? And, it know? was the whole premise of it was mainly mental health, fitness and your life story. So, you, you know, if you want to go in deep dive in your story or if you want to uh, come back on again, I would really like that. And then we could talk about a certain topic of how you're doing more like checking in. Um, also on top of that, if you want to bring a guest on, you can do that as well. And then we, you can always introduce them into being like more of a, uh, like more of like segue into like your experiences together. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's mainly about just deep diving out the lives of people and seeing how it is. Like one day I have a realtor, the next day I have a doctor, the next day I have a physician. Right. So following that, that thing, but I'm trying to bring everyone together and also actually host events in a community one day once I'm able to do that. So you can meet these people like other physicians, other, so you don't feel like, Oh, I'm not the only person going through this in my career. It's other people kind of dealing with their battles, though they may be successful on the outside. They're dealing with shit under the rug kind of thing. You know, so. that is really cool, man. That's amazing. I think that's a great idea in terms of, because mental health is important. I think uh, there's one dude that I know really reps for mental health and wrote a whole book on it. He's oh. uh, Charlemagne the God. He's uh, <laughs> from breakfast no. club. I, wa- I love Charlamagne, but I didn't know he, he wrote a book, so I'm not like a true true fan of his. Yeah, yeah. I've seen his fans where he's like, uh, I saw the one where uh, the uh, Birdman pulled up. and Oh, was- yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Birdman thing is, uh, yeah, put some respect on my name. He's put like, nah, res- respect. just leave, get out. <laughs> yeah, put some respect. No, yeah, Charlamagne is really big on mental health, man. Like, he popularized within the culture of getting a therapist, talking about your problems and stuff. And that wasn't a thing that a lot of people, like, we st- think about it. When I tell somebody that I have a therapist that I go to every week, they're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? They're like, they always think it's like the worst thing in the world. It's like, nah, like, actually, yeah, there is something wrong. Like my whole life, you know, like everybody's <laughs> life is wrong. Like we all got some shit going on. Everybody should go to therapy. Seriously, like, yeah. like, so I, so he's popularizing it to the point where when you do say you have a therapist, it's kind of like, good shit i love that you know because yeah. it's kind of like you saying like oh i'm going to the gym tonight it's like oh nice awesome it's not like it's not like when i say i'm going to the gym tonight you're not like oh what's wrong are you okay no it should be like yo that's awesome bro yeah i'm gonna do that too you know what i mean yeah things like I'll, that you know what i mean like i'll join you we can do like back back together or some shit like that right like it's self-care man yeah. going to the gym whatever it's all self-care at the end of the day and that's what therapy is and he popularized that, not popularized it, but he at least like normalized it within the community to be like, hey, this is, you know, this is what I do. And his book was called Shook Ones, uh, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. And I read that book and it was such a good book too. Um, and he has anxiety and he has like, you know, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of childhood issues, et cetera, et cetera, daddy issues, whatever it may be. And then he goes to therapy. So, um, so yeah. I think it's, it's really cool that you do that for your podcast, man. No, I try to just because like uh, I like to get everybody's input on it. Like one day, my, my goal is to have like Kevin Love or somebody big on the podcast, hopefully, um, to kind of share their stories because people like Kevin Love and you know other 
other people that I follow, basketball players in general, I deal with anxiety on a day to day. Yeah. Like the thing is, like if you think about it, right, basketball players are mainly what like athletes in the NBA, but nobody talks about like when they get famous, how to use their money, how to use uh, social media, how it impacts their mental health, right? Like Shaq O'Neal was the only one who got out of it because he understood like how the model was, how all these young kids were using and blowing their money. Um, even in the spotlight, right? Like who's to say like, just cause you will like basketball, doesn't mean you like interacting with all the social media bullshit and the ransom. Right. Right. You know, like Stephen A and uh, Max Kellerman, like constantly, let's say you're just a shitty player, like Lonzo ball or, you know, I mean, I'm not to say he's a shitty player, but I'm just saying like, who's the other one. There was like another person that Stephen A like absolutely Lamar. hates. Oh, Lamar. No, there was another dude. He was like some light skinned, super tall dude. Six, nine. Devin Booker. No, no, not that. De- Devin Booker's good. Right. Yeah, Devin Booker's not good. But he was the guy that dated like uh uh the one of the Kardashians. Oh, uh, Kendall, maybe. Yeah, he dated Kendall for like um, like a month or two. Yeah, what was his name? It was Devin Booker. No, 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 no. I think that guy's dating her now. There was a guy that was dating her before, and the guy like sucks at shooting, and he never does. He's like on the Philadelphia. Um, Am I wrong? I'm probably thinking about. I know there's a dude. I don't know if he works on the six. Please or uh. No, not Chris Humphreys. Humphreys, uh, dating act. Type in, type in basketball players that dated Kendall Jenner, and you'll get it. What? It's not Devin Booker. It's somebody else. Just... It's not Lonzo Ball either. Not Lamar Odom. Blake Griffin. Griffin. Blake Griffin. No, Blake Griffin dated Kendall Jenner. What? This no, the... not no. Blake Griffin's good. Jordan Clarkson. From Utah. No. No. Okay. Wow. She's dating a lot of people. Oh, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. No, no. What? Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. Yes, that guy. Isn't he, like, terrible? Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> He's terrible, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know basketball, but I always hear Stephen A. Smith be pissed when he talks about Ben Simmons, bro. Yeah, he always is kind of has to be like, this guy needs to, like, get his, like, life together. He just takes this shit seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helping out the team, yeah. Or, ben Simmons, yes, that guy. So he's always talking shit because, but Stephen A is also kind of like a character sometimes because he is a fucking character. Yeah, because that you you can't he can't he, he thinks he's right all the time and I'm like yeah you may be right majority of the time but there's certain times he's just like out of pocket like I already saw about Joe Rogan and him, but basically he thought he knew more about MMA than Joe Rogan. Yeah, there's no fucking way. I'm sorry to tell you, bro, but. Obviously, Joe Rogan knows the shit about. Yeah, him. he's literally a fucking commentator at UFC, like <laughs> yeah, for fucking decades, yeah. And then they had like a beef battle, and then he kind of just was like, "Nah, I don't want to deal with this." But it I was... mean, I get it though. Like Stephen A makes like a something, bro. It makes like eleven million dollars, like doing what he does. Like he's yeah. he's making money for a reason. It's because of that. Like you literally just brought up Stephen A's name because of what he said about Joe Rogan. He obviously knows that he doesn't know shit about MMA. But the fact that he said it, it got people clicking on his website again. You know what I mean? Right. And that's right. how he's making the millions. Like, So what Stephen A does is smart at the end of the day. It's it's also that he's going to get a lot of haters, but at the end of the day, haters also equal traffic, right? The, like Trump was a hated motherfucker, but he also got a lot of people always wanting to hear what he had to say. 6 9 was a good example too, that rapper Takashi, 6 9 People hated that dude, but but then he also broke a lot of records in terms of like I remember he had like 
2.2 million people on Instagram or something, like, on his Instagram live. Like, that's crazy, his you know? New, his newest song, Gala, is just the same shit, a repeat of his previous content with women and twerking and colorful shit, but it's oh. so job done, right? So, yeah. On, to- on top of that, people hate Jake Paul, too. But I personally love Jake Paul. Um, he's a good boxer. He's a good boxer. He's an amazing boxer. He's really good. I mean, I, I mean, he bought he he fought the Tyron Woodley like that. Let me know that he was like legitimate. Like he he knows how to fight. Yeah, and and you can't ignore someone that Woodley could box. The only issue with Woodley, he wasn't a boxer on paper, but MMA requires a form of boxing, and now he's fighting uh, Haseem Rahman Jr. and that guy is a twelve and one boxer, which is even worse for him. Because Tommy Fury wasn't even close to his record. So, you know, he's taking risk. And I don't know why people still shit on him. Because, I mean, he's a YouTuber, dog. Like, you know, people... And he, he laid it out. Other people have... Even professional boxers in their first debut fights, they fought people who were 2-10, and 2-20. and 20. Yeah. He's fighting people who are more than him. Um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, he's doing something right, bro. Exactly. And he took Joy, Floyd Mayweather's hat. So, you know, that was... <laughs> that was fucking... Yeah. I don't know yeah, how he has the balls to do that, but that was insane. But um, yeah, dude, and everybody has uh, everybody has like some shit going on with them. So yo, appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate I- it, man. Be on yours as well. Um, I think we'll make a good tag team duo, and I'll come see your set as well. Um, and then we'll we keep keep each other in, in connections, and you know we'll just uh have some shout outs, and we'll we'll do we'll make some more content. I'm down. So thank you, man. I love your podcast, Healthy Indian Podcast. I love the premise of it. I love the the content and what you're talking about. And I think it's really important to have uh, some sort of platform for mental health, for whether it be just Indian people or just anybody, you know, in the culture, right. And just educating them on it and uh, helping them, guiding them, letting them know that it's okay to have mental health issues. It's okay to seek help for it. Um, So I think that's amazing, man. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on here. Is there anything you want to plug in the video, just like your Instagram handle, uh, any kind of handle you can go ahead and do it. It's up to you. Um, um, I would, but nah, fuck that. Like, just okay. I enjoyed being on here. It's cool, you know. If people find me and they find me, then that's I appreciate it. But I want to do this for the sport of just like getting to know you and just shooting the shit yeah. and just talking, you know. Yeah, at, same here, dude. It's just all about connections, having a real convo online, and then. Taking it from there, you know, and I made some good friends with this podcast stuff too. Like I oh, have absolutely real friends at high places. I can go places. So I'll introduce you to those connections. As well, uh, you know, over time. And uh, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. Of course, I'll talk uh, to you soon, buddy. Yep. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, bro. Peace. Peace. I could leave the recording. <laughs>